Good morning, noon, or night, wherever and whenever you're listening, you're listening to The Shift. My name is Doug McKenty. I'm your host. Uh, this episode of The Shift was recorded on June 28, 2018. It's the 38th episode of The Shift. This introduction is being recorded on July 30th, 2018. If you like what you're listening to, please think about becoming a patron. That's patreon.com backslash The Shift. I'm on Facebook at The Shift with Doug McKenty. Join the conversation on Twitter at McKenty, and for my archives and other information about the show, check out my website at theshiftnow.com. First, I want to thank everyone for their patience. I've been extremely busy with my day job. It's been over a month since I posted my last episode. My next guest on the program is well worth the wait, however. It has been my great honor and privilege to have recorded this conversation with Chief Arvel Looking Horse, spiritual leader of the Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota nations of the Sioux tribe indigenous to North America. He is the 19th generation keeper of the sacred pipe given to the Sioux people by White Buffalo Calf Woman, along with the knowledge of seven sacred ceremonies which together create the foundation of the traditional Sioux way of life. Being tasked with this responsibility at the age of 12, Chief Looking Horse has made it his life's work to assist in the fulfillment of the mending of the hoop of all nations, seeking to create a path towards a more harmonious way of being with each other, as well as promoting a culture of balance and attunement with the needs of the Mother Earth. Following the birth of a white buffalo calf in 1994, prophesied to coincide with a positive shift in the planet's cultural evolution, Chief Looking Horse began an annual celebration entitled World Peace and Prayer Day, held each year on the summer solstice, designed to unite all nations and all faiths together under one prayer for all people. For me, this conversation provided insight into a cultural perspective that observes a sacred connection between all things and inspires us all to move forward, helping to create positive change in a good way. I hope it does the same for you. Thanks for listening, and really, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Thank you, Chief Arvel Looking Horse, for agreeing to do this interview, and thank you for helping to make the shift. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your history and uh, your work as the Chief of the Lakota Nation? Yes, uh, I live on the Cheyenne River Reservation in South Dakota, and we have a very large uh reservation. It takes two hours to go across our reservation, going a uh, speed limit. And anyway, today I do international peace work and I do, uh, we do like a uh, world peace and prayer day with our, our people. So we, we do our best to uh, work with our people in, in in this world today. So uh, right now, where we have many uh, prophecies that is coming about in the world today, and this this is uh, some things that we we are doing is to uh, protect uh, our Maniwichoni our water of life. Uh, like uh, we took a, a stand at Standing Rock. We protected uh, the water, the black snake, the prophecy. And the black snake is uh, 
it's that tar roads uh when you first uh lay that tar roads and then the second coming of the black snake is uh pipelines that well uh it's uh poisonous but when it goes into the ground that's when uh it, it would uh grown uh Uchimaka, mother earth so that's a prophecy of the black snake and that of uh today you know we from standing rock uh water um is everywhere and 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 um so well there's many prophecies coming about with that um in our time right now with the with my uh position as uh Chinupawanka is uh like um keeper of the sacred pipe, the nineteenth generation. And every year, uh, every generation is 100 years and um, the sacred bundle keeper. So I'm the 19th one. And the, the story is that uh, the first bundle keeper lived uh, four times. And that I was uh, spiritually um, like told in our traditional, our, our ways is all oral history. Nothing is written, so you don't find anything uh, in the books uh, of our people. Um, and and uh, that are we do everything in a protocol protocol way uh, of our ceremony. So we put people through ceremony. Started from uh, being a, you know, a a child being born till. The four stages of uh, our life. So these are traditional um, ways that uh, we do live this life in a traditional way. And our ceremonies is about healing, or uh, you know, we talk about our relatives, and everything has a spirit. Uh, that's the way we recognize in, in this world that we live in. From uh, the water, it's a spirit. And Grandmother Earth is a spirit. And everything that is, the, uh, the plant, the trees, the animals. So, but our way of life here. No, we we follow the animal nation, and then we also the through our way of life is uh, praying to the grandfathers to the four directions. So in our sacred uh, sites, our ceremonies, no, we go back to our sacred. Uh, sites and pray there for like uh the four seasons like uh, Mar march 21st uh, we go back to the sasapa the black hills of south dakota and we pray to the west for rain the thunder beings Joaquin oyate 
to maintain uh, our our environment in in so the rain the thunder brings will come back in a good way and and uh, give us the blessing of the medicine, the water of life back to Uchimaka grandmothers. So our ceremonies is uh, all four seasons, the four seasons like uh, June 21st, we have a, we go back to Matrotipula and they call it Devil's Tower. And we, we would like to change that back to Matrotipula. But June 21st, uh, we do a ceremony and that's the time we pray for the environment and peace. So when we went back uh, to Matotipula, we call it the uh, World Peace and Prayer Day. <coughs> so today, uh, th- those are things that we're doing right now. We just got done with our World Peace and Prayer Day on Ju- uh, June 21st. And uh, praying that uh, there'll be peace and uh, and we pray for the environment all over the world. Because in our prophecy, it says that uh, someday will be uh, that man has gone too far. And uh, we're living in those times uh, where uh, boundaries have been crossed spiritually. So there's a lot of things that we're faced with in the world today because of uh, the spiritual abuse. That man has, uh, they talk about man has gone too far, that uh, they talk about you know, their spirituality, that uh, a lot of people have, uh, are spiritually disconnected through their tradition, their their uh, oral history, or their family, nation's uh, way of life. <clears throat> so that's what uh, things that uh, we we uh, talk about with the uh, World Peace and Prayer Day, with the environment, is uh, no, the abuse of uh, Grandmother Earth and. She has a fever, and the white animals shall be born during these times. Um, so the in our tradition, the that's the wolf the laws of the people when they talk about the, a way of life. And so, 1994, the first uh, white buffalo was born in Janesville, Wisconsin, and every year. Uh, there should be the white buffalo calf and white animals being born all over the world. That Mother Earth is uh, sick and that's the only way to communicate to the people is through the white animals. That's a prophecy of the white buffalo calf woman. So we are living those times right now where uh, in that time, on uh, the first uh, World Peace and Prayer Day, I made a statement saying that uh, we are at the crossroads. Either be faced with a lot of chaos, disasters, different types of viruses, sickness, 
tears from my relatives' eyes, or we can unite spiritually in this uh, global community. That means uh, we need to unite as uh, nations, because in our tradition here in North America, all the First Nations people, you know, we believe in the, the same way, is that Changleshka Wakhan, the sacred hoop, that there's no person higher than the other, or there's no nations higher than the other, but to respect each other in peace and harmony. So those are things that uh, we are going back to anyway. What do you think is the cause right now? Why are things so out of balance? Is it just this time in history or is it because so many people are making bad choices? Yes, uh, well, we talk about the, excuse me, yeah, we talk about the bad choices or greed that uh, are spiritually disconnected because um, the lifestyle that we live and that there's no prayer no more. Even uh, at our blessing uh, uh, in our homes to pray with the food, that medicine or that Tech Steinrock, uh, we made a statement saying that uh, the water is our first medicine and needs to be protected or to be prayed with too. Nobody does that no more. So, yeah, just uh, with the, the lifestyle or you know, Western society that... Uh, Everybody you now works and uh, like uh, our First Nations uh, people, you know, we make sure that we get up with a good mind and uh, we pray with everything, the water, our, our medicine. So those are things that we have to always uh, keep in mind every day. That's a way of life for our, our people here. So to uh, walk in uh, that Chankuluta, the red road, we call it uh, to live. Uh, it's not only uh, is it a, a spiritual life, but you know, a way of life that uh, understanding that everything is in a circle, that cycle of life, or the the way that uh, in our traditional way. No, we're supposed to have uh, horses or buffalo everywhere because these are the things that uh, bring the animal nation, bring the the water to. So we use that in the ceremony. We pray to the the west for the horse nation, and uh, so that they would respect uh, uh, our uh, territory. Because they, they too bring um, water, the buffalo and, and the horses. And they have uh, the same feelings like uh, all of us um, 
but the animal nation they can have a they can cry or they can be happy, but they know the danger or they they like uh they can feel that when uh, something is not right you now the the horses and the buffalo they can feel it so we, we like we watch uh the animals like um for weather uh in uh traditional ways we watch the animals how they conduct themselves to and that's the way that uh we we follow the animal nation and they when they know when uh rain is coming now the the elders they they watch them and they or how they with the moon you know how the moon sits and it could be a dry month or so these are you no know, things that we watch uh for from the sun the moon the stars and so a lot of our uh, teachings uh, with our sacred sites. Now we, when we go back to our sacred sites, these are things that has been explained to the younger people to live uh, that life, uh, respecting that spirit and respecting the way of life. So we have a song for everything. We have a prayer to uh, maintain the health and well-being of our nation. So these are things that uh, we do. We try to uh, bring that back uh, with our people, the younger generation here, and going into uh, schools and inviting the schools to go back to these sacred places and, and listen to the elders' teachings the woke, the laws of the, our people, and the leadership role. You can't uh, have um, drugs or you know, alcohol in your body when you make uh, decisions for the, the family or for the, the, the nation, our people, the leadership role. And because a lot of people today now they use some kind of a, a drug addiction or you know, pills. And when you're sick uh, and you, know, you can't uh, make uh, decisions wise. So in our tradition, you gotta be drug and alcohol free. And, uh, and Today, you know, people try to say that uh, marijuana is a medicine, but it's not. It's not part of, part of our ceremony. So we don't allow any, even marijuana use uh, with our ceremonies. So our uh, our way of life today is to be strongly uh, uh, based towards uh, leadership of. Uh, like uh, keeping your word. Once, once you make that commitment, you no, know, you you keep your word. To uh, and that's why we teach the young people. You can't have uh, guns or uh, 
maintain a, like a, the the health of the people and which is uh like um based on nonviolence because we live in a world uh where you know the greed and you know the the thought process of a man you know it's very dangerous because um there if you don't uh, live by the traditions and uh, the laws of nature, you know, people are going to be uh, very dangerous. So these are things that uh, we try to explain to the young people uh, to be drug and alcohol free and to be a, a person with a good mind to you know, go back to our sacred ceremonies, our sacred uh, sites. And so the pro- protocols has to be met. The vows has to be uh, the commitment. Uh, people have to make those commitments and through our ceremonies to uh, even go back to uh, our ceremonies at our sacred sites or our ceremonies anyway. To, so. Those are things that uh, we explain about not only uh, as a human being, or but uh, more so towards the leadership of our people. So those are things that uh, we are um, working with today. Well, the Lakota people I know uh, have been doing a lot of work to preserve their traditional ways. Can you describe, I know even... Um, even trying to keep the language alive has been challenging, and I know there's been a lot of work done in that. Can you talk about um, the difficulties and the challenges that uh, the Lakota people, but even indigenous people here in North America have had to uh, deal with to keep the languages alive and to keep the ceremonies, the knowledge of the ceremonies and the traditions going? Yeah, I was a... Spiritual leader, a medicine person at the age of 12 or so. To be the keeper of the sacred pipe. And my position, you now we can't carry a gun or we can't join military. So I never did. In our tradition, now we can't use foul language because uh, the language is sacred. Mm-hmm. And, and we're living in a, a spiritual world. So every day, you know, we pray uh, with our food or medicine or everything. And uh, so you can't, when you're doing that, uh, you can't use fall language. And uh, because you're, we're living in, in the spirit of, uh, of ceremony or uh, this environment. Uh, we live, uh, like we talk about the energy, the wolf, the uh the knowledge uh, of our ancestors and that, so it has to be kept high as a, a person standing up and that's the way the wavelength of our communication with our spiritual understanding so when we uh honor somebody with a 
eagle feather, we have to stand them up and tie that eagle feather to that hair. Because we believe that the, the hair is, uh, that's where the, the spirit is. So we can't uh, cut our hair because we, long hair of our people, you know, that's taking care of your spirit. So you can't cut your hair, man and woman. And uh, so the only way, time that uh, you cut your hair is when you lose uh, a family member. Because everything is uh, based on the hair, the knowledge, and the, that's all the, the spirit recognizes people. And uh, it's, uh, so there's a whole teaching about the hair, why you can't cut your hair. And uh, our people, you know, they they always make sure that uh, you know the sacred knowledge is uh, respected in that way. Where when you honor somebody, you know, you have to stand them up. Or when we do uh, prayers or sing our spiritual songs, we have to stand up because that's the respect uh, for that sacred knowledge. So that, with that, uh, you know, we make sure that, uh, you know, you stand, in fact, uh, the white buffalo calf woman said, take off your uh, humpas, take off your moccasins, and stand on the ground. And then, so there's a direct uh, healing from uh, the the sun and standing on the ground. It's a direct communication with the spirit. Hmm. So the so the their ceremony is uh is based on that too. That people have to remove their their shoes and the and stand on the ground or walk on the ground. These are things that uh, we have to have to uh, teach the young ones to make sure that they do that respectful way. And so when you sit on the ground, there's a, a way to sit on the ground in a ceremony. Like the man has to sit in a certain way, and the women has to sit in a certain way to properly respect the, the ceremony. And... Uh, that's uh, why people look at the young person, the way they act, at the families. So those are things that uh, the elders watch for the, and look at the families, how they, the families conduct themselves. Mm -hmm. So you describe, what you're describing is, um, it seems like a way of life that's really connected to this energy or the life energy yeah like in western culture and, and you've discussed this as it's disconnected from this energy um can you just describe because so many people who are in western they're in western culture they just don't even see it i think you know it's it's a difficult way uh for them to understand at all can you try to 
try to describe a little more about what that's like to to be connected to the energy in this way? Yeah. You know, in our tradition, any place in this Turtle Island uh, we call America. You know, long time ago, like uh, in our tradition, you gotta have a uh, tobacco. Tobacco is universal, and anything that, anytime that you go someplace, you you have to, uh, you carry uh, loose tobacco, and then uh, you offer that loose tobacco, a pinch of, or a handful of tobacco to uh, somebody to uh, like uh, when you go into uh, people's territory, you know you you offer that tobacco to that that territory or. Or even uh, just to uh, pray, you go uh, to the trees or to the hill, you know, a sacred mountain or sacred site, you offer that tobacco. That you got to carry that loose tobacco. That's a spiritual offering that we have with our, our people here. Mm-hmm. And so that's the original teaching, is that uh, make sure that you have some tobacco to... Uh, offer you know always have that no matter where you go because that's the one of the first teachings and and the other one is like um make sure that you no know, properly uh respect yourself like uh when you come to our people you know you you uh, uh represent yourself with uh, dignity, with uh, peace, so that uh, and those are things that was they they make sure that you no know, these are a spiritual person would do. But later on, uh, you now people we live in a a society where spiritually disconnected people and like in our tradition, now uh, we. Uh, we we hug each other or you no know, we shake hands in a good way or or help each other in, in a good way. But today we're we live in a in a such society where you no know, we don't uh, we, uh, like even the neighbors they, they can't get along or brothers and sisters they can't get along. And so those are the opposite. It's a uh, you, uh, you know, people are angry or, you know, they can't get along, you know. Those are things that uh, is happening now. Yeah. So the environment that we live in, it's a very sacred language. Uh, even the language is uh, sacred. So when you speak the language and, you know, you walk this life in this environment. No, everybody. Uh, in fact, our homes is, uh, should be the most uh, sacred place where people come and uh, they can feel that energy in the, the house. But the elders, they when they're very spiritually connected, now they or they go to uh, like. Uh, in our tradition, we do it's called house blessing ceremony, where uh, they clean out 
uh, do do prayers and smudge the house and pray pray with the the family, and they call it house blessing. Well, these are things that we don't do today because uh, uh, people are very um, angry or you no. Know, you can feel the energy. The elders said that they can feel that energy in the in this uh, housing that we live in. People don't take care of uh, their their spirits once we lose somebody. So the spirit still remains uh, in the communities, and they see the relatives like that. So the house blessing and you no. Know, these are things that no, should be done, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, when uh, after we uh, lose a loved one, we take care of their spirit right away. After one year, they do a spirit releasing ceremony. So their their spirit goes in, go back to with their relatives in that spiritual world. We call it. Uh, Manaki Chanku, the spiritual uh, road. So these are things that uh, we're not doing today. So the elders, they say that no, our relatives are waiting up there. And uh, a lot of our people, they don't, they don't uh, make it up there. So there's a great concern mm-hmm. because uh, people are not going into the spirit world no more. Because of the life that we live, and and these are th- the sickness that is affecting people, family, and even when a child is born, you know, there's a ceremony that you have to wait. Uh, uh, there's a, a period of time to uh, to pray and and receive this child by a midwife, so that it's a very spiritual ceremony. If you don't do that uh, in a proper way, it's going to affect the, the, the young boy or girl, okay, uh, child being born. So these are things that are affecting us uh, spiritually. And uh, so when that, we call it chakpa. Chakpa is a belly button. When that falls off, uh, now we make a pouch for that. So the family can keep that uh, pouch and so like uh, in our traditional where the child is born you know that's we come back when, uh, and we're, when we uh, when a person dies they uh, they're uh, buried uh, someplace uh, close by where the child is born so it's like a that's what, like the animal nation, they do that too, you know? Mm-hmm. So these are things that uh, we follow by the animal nation. And uh, the tree of life is uh, very important to our life. The, it's uh, one of the ceremonies that uh, Dwight Buffett, calf woman brought is that tree of life. The ceremony in the spiritual connection between the Great Spirit and Mother Earth, and that's the Sundance. 
but the tree of life is a uh, it's also in our in our hearts when a uh, a birth uh in um uh, they call it Tumpi. Tumpi is a uh, birth. And uh, the grandfathers that we pray to is called Tunka. Tunka is a, is a great spirit. And uh, so, in that, the way that uh, we look at life is uh, it, uh, our heart is uh, it's a tree there. In our heart, and a uh, long time ago, our people do ceremonies uh, in the Black Hills, and that's where all the, the white buffalo calf woman came, and this is where we do all the uh, go back to to do all the uh, ceremonies, uh, the four seasons ceremony in the Black Hills, because that's that's where uh, from the satellite view of uh, the Black Hills, it shapes like a heart. But if you look at the the heart, it's like an open heart, and all the rivers, the creeks, and the streams, they all connected like that. So like a veins of a heart, like an open heart. And these are... All, all this is a uh, very uh, sacred names that was given to uh, these rivers and the creeks and streams. So that's our teaching: is that um, you got to respect that water, no matter where you go on this turtle island. So that's a picture of the satellite view of the Black Hills as like a like open heart and the rivers and have a spiritual name. Okay, on the other, like uh, on a broader view of uh, North, um, uh, like uh, yeah, North America, USA, all the rivers and the creeks and everything, they have a very spiritual name. But all this uh, goes back into the Missouri River uh, called Manishoshe. Minnesota is a very strong connection to uh, the water of life. So we pray and we do ceremonies uh, and we offer tobacco to that uh, the water, the spirit. And uh, but it, it goes into uh, that that main river, all the rivers and creeks goes into Minnesota and it goes into New Orleans the water. So in our treaties uh the we it's based on that uh, water. So uh like uh, we're on the western side and the eastern banks of uh, Missouri. Now that's our treaty. And because in our ceremonies we're supposed to protect that water, that life, the sacred life. And uh goes back to the creation story of Ia and then Maniwichoni. Maniwichoni is a second uh, spirit. So in our oral history, everything is uh, spiritual like that and the sacred language and the, the prayers that uh, we do 
and so it's the understanding that uh, from Wakantaka, the great spirit, uh, we look down upon the, the earth and 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 these are things that we take care of, like in uh, Turtle Island, uh, uh, looks shapes like a turtle, the U.S., North America. But within that, you now we have uh, the chief teachings of the 28 uh, spiritual days that got these are uh, the teachings of the, the turtle, the kea, like uh, on the shell. Uh, these are the teachings that come with that. So now there's these animals you now that we use in a ceremony, like the buffalo and the horse. They have a circle right in the middle of the forehead because these are ceremonies, ceremonial um like uh, what the white buffalo calf woman brought the sacred pipe and that woke the laws and that we have to uh, follow these laws to bring, keep this uh, spiritual life going like that. Like Changleshko uh, Wakha is a sacred hoop that uh, this way of life uh, that we live and respect the uh, and to live in peace and harmony. So when the crazy horse uh, had that last dream uh, at the uh, the Black Hills, uh, you know, he talked about a prophecy and he didn't want to sign the treaty because uh, you know, he wanted to live his life freely. But in his dream, he talked about um, a time in his dream he saw the future and he said it was bad. Then it, it, in his dream, it said it's going to even get worse. Where uh, the abuse and you know, the spiritual abuse and mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, very bad and. And then at the end, uh, all nations would unite under the sacred tree. See, the sacred tree is uh, the water. And uh, in in our heart, in the Black Hills, you know, that will explain, and then the, the water. And that, uh, that someday the abuse of... Uh, the water would affect uh, the people. And that's what he prophesied. And going back to uh, when I was uh, at the age of 12, I had a dream too about this because uh, in my dream, I I saw the earth and it was green. And then what they showed me again, the second time, the whole uh, land was very dry. So I knew at the age of uh, 12 years old that you know, someday the abuse of water and, and the, the land will be uh, dry. So that's uh, a dream that was given to me uh, through as a keeper of the sacred bundle. But there was a time in the, in the early 30s uh, 
method is called uh, the dust bowl, where uh, people were uh, spiritually uh, abusing life, and they talked about the whole uh, North America. You know, there's a dust bowl that came across, and that was a great warning for us. And in that dust bowl, you know, people died, and people got lost, animals too. So the in the mid thirties, this dust bowl was a uh, that was foretold a long time ago by the elders that if we don't uh, straighten up, uh, you know, there's gonna be uh, like uh, it's going to humble us by nature, and it did. That was in the early thirties, mid thirties. So they brought the the non-Indians. They brought two cows to our spiritual ceremony, and uh, the these uh, farmers and ranchers said, "No, they all came and do you Indians uh, do your thing, you know, with uh, nature, with uh, your ceremonies." Mm-hmm. So they did, and then after that. Uh, Ceremony, the the Wakians, the Thunder people, they came back and they start raining and raining and now came back to life again. So these are history of uh, America that we live in. And so the elders said, no, we know the past, we know that what's happening now, and we know what's going to happen in the future. So. There's many prophecies that's coming about that people have to listen if they want to uh, survive in this world. And it's the the spiritual connection between Father Sky, the Sun, the stars, and based on our spiritual life here, the sacred sites. And that's what uh, that's why we start doing the World Peace and Prayer Day. For 20 years now, and people are starting to get the that understanding that no, no, yeah, we have to go back to our traditional ways of uh, offering that tobacco to the earth and uh, walking this, uh, recognizing that everything has a spirit and has feelings. So these are things that no, we want to share. All, all people in this Turtle Island or everywhere in the whole world because today uh, the whole world is uh, faced with um, global changes and it's going to affect the water deeply. And uh, so we talked about uh, the abuse of uh, the earth and and so we made a statement saying that no, no fracking, because uh, things like that, you can't, uh, once you do it, you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. But it's going to affect uh, the waterways of Mother Earth. So like that, uh, so these are things that uh, we have to respect is that water and just pray with it and Make sure that no, it's a we live in a sustainable way of life here for the future of our children. If we're going to 
respect that. And so once we respect life in a, in a sacred way, then uh, there, there shall be life. It seems like the this disconnect that so many people have with the spiritual life and the spiritual energy. Uh, you've talked a little bit about how, well, without the ceremonies, um, bringing children into the world, the ceremonies to help people after they cross over, and yeah. then this disconnect that's happening. It's it's I think caused a lot of trauma for a lot of people. Um, they don't, I don't even think they realize how bad they're hurting, but then you, as you describe, uh, so many people are living with anger, um, and they're not getting along yeah. even with their neighbors. Um, it seems then like there's a lot of healing that needs to happen. I think with all of the war that's been happening, um, for so many years now and, and the toxins, uh, and the damage to the environment, um, that people are are hurting maybe more than they even realize they're in a kind of a denial about it. Um, but what can people do to start to heal? I mean, what is this healing path, um, you know, that we can start to walk so that we can, um, you know, see some real changes here and people can become more sensitive uh, to the energies and, and, uh, and start to bring more spirit into their lives? Yeah. In our tradition, uh, there's an equal respect between man and woman. But uh, we live in a society where, you know, the men are more, more uh, like, uh, in power. And uh, the women uh, in our tradition, they, they're the protectors of uh, the family. And not only, I mean, uh, what I mean uh, is that... Uh, when a child is born, and then the the mother has a lot of responsibility. They're the backbone of our nation, the women. So what happens is like um, you need there's got to be a respect for the women because the the ceremony when a child is born, then the the baby is given to the uh, the the mother. And the mother has to nurse that baby. And today we're living in a world where uh, as soon as we, a child is born, uh, you know, they put them on, uh, they nurse them with bottles, like milk. Mm -hmm. But the mother has to nurse that uh, because of, uh, that's where the spiritual connection and the connection of uh like uh, a child is, um, that's the way that uh, they're connected uh, mentally, spiritually, and physically. Uh, that's, so that's when it starts, anyway. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as time goes on, you know, they, we got to treat them as a, like a, a gift. And, uh, but when a child is born and given like a, a they, they always call it asampi uh is like uh, they they bottle fed the the baby, so they're spiritually disconnected already you know to the or they're not spiritually connected but there there's a connection that 
is not happening. So in their mind, you know, they, in uh, the body and spirit, you know, they was pushing them away. And they, that's where the anger and the jealousies and uh, all the things that, you know, should be is the, on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we do a ceremony here where we put them um, back in, in the balance so that they can, when a child is, uh, you know, like uh, the elders, they know by looking at, at a child or the child needs to be uh, doctored to put in the, in the rightful path. There's a ceremony that they do to that the elders do. And those are things that, no, we don't, like the elders don't, hardly don't do that today because nobody listens. That's what the elders say, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're, with World Peace and Prayer Day, then you're hoping that more people will start to listen. And then, yeah. as you say, you describe it as the sacred hoop can come together, that all nations... Uh, can have respect for each other and uh, and feel uh, equality for each other. Uh, and in this way, we can at least start to uh, deal with um, the trauma that so many have, have felt and hopefully start to yeah. uh, get away from uh, all of this war and all of the environmental damage that's happening right now so we can start to heal the planet. Can you... Go into World Peace and Prayer Day, um, you know, as as a solution, and then, you know, I, I guess, I know that it's not like all people who are part of Western culture can suddenly start, you know, the Lakota ways are the Lakota ways. It's not like people are, are gonna jump in and start to just copy indigenous ways. It seems almost like, uh, like like Western peoples need to discover or rediscover their own ways. Um, as a long-term, as a long-term plan to start to try to heal in this way. Yes, uh, World Peace and Prayer Day is based on uh, all nations, all faiths, one prayer. But to respect each other's uh, tradition and culture, and uh, like the the story or the prophecy or the the elders, they talk about you know, the like, for instance, uh, the food and the medicine that their bodies used to is your own um, body history and your hair. Uh, so the hair that uh, you take care of uh, is uh, like uh, has its own language and medicine that needs to be uh, uh, like uh, to do that. The body healing is uh, going back to your own your own medicine that your body's used to or your food. Mm-hmm. So these are things that uh, we're asking people to pray in their own way, to so they can be more healthier and they can be more happier. So World Peace and Prayer Day is just uh, to give that responsibility back to their nations and uh, but to pray together 
because we we have no choice today. And uh, in our spiritual ways, in our ceremonies, we've been we're saying that. On the other hand, we have a uh, the scientists are saying now we are at the point of no return. You know that if everything has escalated uh, so fast that uh, the climate change and uh, the the way that uh, our lifestyle is is uh, making our people sick. So and uh, these are things that uh, that needs to be uh, thought about and prayed about and that uh, we need to pray. Their prayers are uh, very um, like uh, in our lifetime today, we need to. Uh, we're not. We shouldn't be spiritually disconnected, but you no. Know, to once again find that prayer, because I, I think there's a guy. Uh, uh, his name is uh, Yamato. No, he showed that uh, that prayer is very important because, because by using that water and when he uh, put two uh, containers of water and then uh, on the left set side, you know, he uh, very uh, like harsh words being said to that water and that water you now changes color to different colors, like kind of grayish, grayish color, you know, like uh, not good water. And then he went, to the other side, uh, and the water, the container, and start, uh, you know, really respecting that water, and, you know, like it's a spirit, you know, talking to it and singing it to it, and and, and that water was uh, very beautiful and clean. So the, he uh, proved that, uh, you no, know, one side uh, is a like a when you abuse if you don't uh, pray with that water abuse that water you no know, it's uh it's not to be healthy on the other hand you, you know pray with that water it became a spirit you know it became a, a medicine so he proved that uh so that's what uh, our prayers are about you know you got to pray with that food it becomes a medicine a spiritual medicine to our bodies Mm-hmm. So those are things that uh, we we know for a fact. It's so interesting that you know, really, what you're describing is to to rekindle that spiritual connection. All you have to do is is care about yourself and the food that you put in your body and the water that you put in your body. And the message is so simple, and yet uh, it seems like the journey. To be able to do that is so hard. The habits uh, and the and the trauma that people are holding on to uh, are so difficult to let go of. Um, can you just talk about this? I mean, the change, even though even though it seems like it would be simple for people to understand this, um, you know, the journey to that end, I think, will be difficult. Um, so, can you just describe what you see as this process of change and the energy shift that needs to happen? Uh, in order to to bring things back in balance, the uh, spiritual, the mind, body, and spirit. You now we have to take care of through prayer, and then uh, 
But if you don't do that, then you're opening yourself up to you know that that sickness, that or that disease, and uh, it uh it jumps from uh like one body to another or uh, like uh the spiritual uh, sickness could uh so. I'm just uh, saying what the like our tradition is. You no, know, you have to you know protect your your body spiritually, physically, and mentally to be healthy. And, but on the like the world world peace and prayer day, we're talking about you know, Mother Earth as sick and has a fever, and just starting one day of a uh, prayer and. Um, a day that we can uh, stop using uh, electricity or stop using uh, styrofoam cups and bowls, you know, things of nature that you know, affect uh, Mother Earth. You know, if we can stop that in one day, you can even just one day it means a lot. But if you practice it, you know, physically, uh, mentally, and spiritually with that prayer, you know. You will see your uh, your own way. It'll come to you sooner or later. Anyway. Mm-hmm. What we are trying to describe here through prayer, anyway. Oh, yeah, very good. I mean, um, we've already talked for a little longer than I uh, I thought that we would. So, if you have any kind of concluding comments or any real message that you just want to give out to everyone before uh, we end the conversation here. I know one of the things that you describe is trying to change our energy source and get away from the the oil and the gas and the coal uh, and try to shift into a different way of of viewing, um, you know, how we're going to live. Well, one other thing maybe you could touch on before we go is this idea of the myth of progress that so many people are trapped inside of. I think this this oil-based economy uh, has gotten people thinking that they're, you know, they've progressed and that they're better um, because of this and maybe trying to eliminate that, that habit and shift into a, a different way of thinking about our energy and, and resources and how we use resources um, might be a good a good conclusion and a way to start kind of walking this this healing path. We as a spiritual medicine people, you know, we, we prayed and uh, we only, only take what we need in our ceremony. And then, uh, so we can be, uh, there's a ceremony that, that uh, we do too, it's uh, called giveaway. And uh, so, we give things away that uh, you know we from our hearts in a, in a good way that uh, things will be good like that to keep uh, maintain that uh, spiritual connection and uh, so we have a giveaway so we don't be greedy mm-hmm. and then uh, but we also give away because you know it's part of our ceremony but what. Our teaching is, uh, you know, a very sacred uh, spiritual life, and I, I think, uh, and I know that uh, other nations 
spiritual people do the same thing as maintaining prayer and only uh they they're not uh like uh just like the ceremony that we do is uh to only uh you know try to li- live that simple life and i I think that's the the life that uh we are living in should be living in and uh if we don't uh like uh when I became the keeper of the secret pipe at the age of twelve years old nineteen sixty six when my grandmother passed on, she told the people to straighten up if the people don't straighten up, then uh, I can be the last ticket bundle keeper that means uh we if the people don't straighten up in this world, you no know, we can uh destroy and make our life short. So these are things that uh, I working hard to make sure that you know, we have a long life, and because our, our way of life is it's about uh, you know, how sacred life is, and understanding that everything has to be respected in that way. Well, I really want to thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, I, I have great respect for the Lakota ways, and I hope that other people who are listening to this can uh, can understand where you're coming from and uh, maybe start to take those steps that are necessary to start taking care of themselves, to start kind of a, awakening that spiritual connection in themselves. I, I guess one of the things that I had read that you said is that it's really up to every individual's choice and that every individual is here uh, to make these choices during this really important time. So, yes. you know, that idea that, that each individual, I, I guess it's just so easy for people to get lost in despair and feel like they're powerless. But um, I guess um, maybe talk about that, that how, how each individual has the power to make this difference for themselves. Yes, uh, we're living uh, and being taught that uh, that you have to follow instructions and everything, but no, spiritually, uh, like in our traditional way of life, is that uh, in that sacred uh, group, there's no one. Every person is uh, equally respected in that sacred group, and uh, everybody has a, a voice um, to empower each other. Uh, and to be respected in that way that they can uh, have a voice. So those are the teachings that uh, I go by. And then I, I, what I said, uh, like what you, you uh, uh, said earlier, is like uh, about my work and uh, my words there. That now today, uh, you know, that man has gone too far, and we warned that uh, someday you will not be able to control what you have created. And now we're living in that world today. So the prayers, uh, we need to get back to our spiritual prayers and a way of life. To uh, that Mother Earth is, uh, is a spirit that we all have a uh, 
to stand up and protect Mother Earth and and start thinking about you no know, the prayer for the food, simple things like that, and the water to uh, put in our bodies and protect our mind, body, and spirit like that. Well, very good, Chief Farvel Looking Horse. Thank you very much for talking to me. And uh, I hope that you have great success in spreading this message. And I hope that more and more people have ears to hear what you're saying. Uh, if there's anything else that I could ever do for you, if you have a message that you want to get out, then, um, you know, I'll be happy to, to try to help you in any way that I can. And uh, we'll be praying that your work is successful. This is uh, such an important uh, important time of change and and we can only hope that more and more people start to make better choices so that uh, this energy shift can happen in a positive way um, for the people and and people can start detoxifying and being more healthy and reconnecting uh, with spirit so yeah. so thank you very much for doing this interview I really appreciate your time oh thank you have a nice day okay take care okay.